Lord, I pray that you would bless Pastor Leland above all else, God, when he brings the word, Lord, that in the name of Jesus, the fire of God burn in him. Even like earlier days, Lord, I know what that's like. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Rip. And um, I'm thankful this morning that the Lord has uh, blessed us, that we can come and be in his presence and worship him in spirit and in truth. It's important that we we do it in truth. (laughs) You know, he's... uh, and allow the Lord to bring forth his mighty blessing and his word in our life. And, uh, of course, pray for Pastor Mike and Chris as they're, they're uh, off celebrating the first birthday of one of their grandchildren. And that God brings them back safely and to us. Um. And for the opportunity to bring the the word this morning. Uh, I would ask you this morning, now this is not a trick question, and and, uh, some folks might think it is, but it's it's not a trick question. Uh, It's got a point, believe it or not. But uh, I would ask you this morning, when you go and uh, turn on a light switch in your home or business, just a light switch here in the church, wherever. What do you expect to happen? The light comes on, right? It's not a trick question. Go on. Yeah, it, the light comes on. Do you ever doubt when you turn that switch on? Do you ever doubt that the light's going to come on? Do you stop at that moment and go, man, I sure hope this light comes on every time you go to turn it on? No, most of us do not. Every now and then we have issues or we have problems with with the lights or, or whatever, but uh, most of the time we don't even think about it, do we? We just walk into the room, flip on the switch, the light comes on, we go about our business doing whatever it is that we went into that room to uh, to do. We don't think about it. We just do it. We just walk in there and expect the light to to come on. If a friend offers us a gift, you know, let's say your best friend, your your pal, offers you a gift, do you shy away and think, I don't know if I need, I want to receive this? I don't know. Now, you might do that with a stranger, right? But you, you, if it's a friend and they offer you a little gift, you, you, you take it with some joy and you take it with some expectations of, of what it might be. It's called relationships and it's called trust in that relationship, right? I want you to keep those things in mind as as we go through the Word this morning. And uh, if you would, I want you to recall the Scriptures in Hebrews. 
chapter 11 and verse number 1. Now most of you would probably could quote this by memory because it's a very familiar passage of scripture. And uh, if you'd allow me, I'm going to, to read, first of all, I'm going to read it from the Amplified Scripture or Amplified Version of the Bible. It says, now faith is the assurance. It's the confirmation. It's the title. It's the deed of the things that we hope of being. Or you might could put in there the hope of receiving. The proof of the things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. The faith perceiving as a real fact that is not revealed to your senses. But it's revealed through the Holy Spirit. It's revealed through faith. What we often forget about is faith is a spiritual thing. Faith is not something that you're taught. Faith is not something that that you're given. Faith is a spiritual almost a spiritual fruit if you please. It's a spiritual uh thing that is done within us through relationships. Our relationship, you could say relationships with God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, but a relationship with God. Now I want to point out that word hope there. You ever met anybody that had no hope? It's a sad thing, isn't it? I mean, honestly, they, they appear to have no hope in anything. And that's, that's a, that's such a sad thing. No hope. But I want to uh, take you over to Matthew for a minute. Matthew chapter 22. And let's look at verse 27 for just a second if we could. Um, Uh, verse 37, excuse me, uh, chapter 22, verse 37. It said, now, now keep in mind they was trying to confuse Jesus here, and it's not part of the message, but they was, the, the religious people was trying to confuse him and get him to say something and they could catch him in and, you know, and so forth. But it's important words that Jesus comes to them and says. It says, and he replied to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. Other words, all of you. Every part of you. And there's, when you look at this, there's three, these are three distinctive parts of your makeup of who you are. Number one is it was talking about the heart. 
with all your heart. Now, when we think about loving someone with all your heart, we think about maybe these earthly relationships that we have with our spouse or something like that. A very special, it, it's, it's usually a very special relationship. It's not a just run-of-the-mill relationship with a friend or, or something like that. It's, it's a, a very unique, right? I mean, when you say you love someone with all your heart, that's a very special love. That's a very special person. That That is something that individual brings something to you and into your life that no one else can. It's usually reserved for a very specific type of relationship, a very specific type of a, a love. It's a, a deeping, a deeper relationship. Love with heart brings that deeper relationship. And true love, true, this true, deeper relationship brings deeper faith. Write that down. I remember that. A deeper relationship. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. That deeper relationship that you have with Him brings a deeper faith. The more you spend with Him, the more you know Him, the more you love Him, the more you cultivate that relationship, the more, I promise you, I guarantee you, the the more faith you will glean. No doubt. You have to have that trust in that relationship. You have to have that relationship that, that is a very special relationship with Jesus in order to have the faith that we so desire, in order to have the hope, in order to, to go beyond what we can see and trust Him for those things that we cannot see. It's a very special relationship. Love the Lord thy God with all your soul. This is even deeper. <laughs> you think, oh, loving somebody with all your heart, you can't get any deeper than that. Oh, no, the, that soul part, see, that that's God's alone. You know, I may, here on earth, may give my heart to my wife. May give part of my heart to my grandkids. Those are all special relationships. I'm not taking about away from what I just said. And I give my heart to the Lord and I give, you know, but the soul, that belongs to God. That you don't share that soul. And I know we talk about that soulmate. And I get that. And I, I get that. But I'm talking about Truly the soul that, that, that is, that lives within us, that belongs to one and only, and that is God. That is God. He is the only one that has the right to that. You say, well, the devil gets some of it. Yeah, but he doesn't have the right to it. He steals it. You hear me? He doesn't have any right to our souls. The devil, God created us for his for His glory. God created us for His benefit. The devil has no right to any soul. If he gets a soul, he steals it. And that's what the scripture says, that he comes for one thing, one purpose, and that's to, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. See, he, he's a thief. 
Scripture talks about a thief coming in. He's a thief. He has no right to a soul. But see, the part that is the part where that true, deep relationship and praise and eternal, the eternal relationship, this is where eternal, the eternal part comes in. This is where eternity comes in. That the eternal part, a relationship is built and cultivated within, between us and God. This, the work that's done in the soul is, is not something that's going to go away. That work that's done in the soul is everlasting. That work that is done in the soul will live on forever and ever, whether it's good or bad. It's going to be an eternal thing. It's going to last forever. And I pray that, that it's a heavenly eternity. And then the mind. The mind. Wow, I could spend a great deal of time. I had a, there was an evangelist when I was in youth, when I was a, a young person that preached at our youth camp, and man, I still remember that 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 message. It's called the Trojan Horse. And if you've ever heard of Alton Garrison. He was in the general office for a while. I'm not sure if he still is, to be honest. But, but uh, it's a very powerful message, and it talked about the mind, how the the devil comes against us and and uh, plays the tricks, his tricks, and he uses our mind to do it. But I won't get all into that this morning. But Romans chapter 12 and verse number two. Talking to his church, he said, do not be conformed to this world. Don't let the, the world decide who you're going to be. Don't let the world decide how you're going to live. Don't let the world decide, make these important decisions for you. Don't be conformed by this world, but be ye transformed. In other words, changed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. As we, as we think, as we walk in our own, of, of who we are in the flesh. And then we become renewed in our mind. Our mind becomes renewed. And I believe that work begins, and, and that is part of our sanctification process, I, I believe, uh, you know, with, and part of our salvation process, and 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 the, uh, it's a it's a work that God does. I'll be honest with you: the biggest battles that I have are in my mind. 
The biggest battles I have are in my mind. To this day, I'm going to be very transparent. The biggest battles that I have are in my mind. I have insomnia. I've had it for years and years and years. And it's not necessarily any specific thing. Usually it's work-related, but, you know, or something like that. But, I, you know, I can be tired. I can be sleepy. I can feel like, oh, man, my, pillow hits, my head hits that pillow, and I'm, I'm going to be out. I'm so tired. I go and I lay down, and my head hits the pillow, and guess what? My mind will not shut off. I'm laying there going, shut up. <laughs> the day's over. Tomorrow is, you know, it'll be there tomorrow. You know, shut down, quit thinking. But see, that renewing of our mind, it it brings a totally different concept to life. It really does. That hope we talked about earlier. See, these all these things, Hebrews 11 and Matthew and now Romans, when you think about it, it all ties together to come to this final piece of who we are and who we can be in Christ and where faith really plays its part in, in this relationship and how strong our faith can be. Because when our minds are transformed, that mind, we overcome fear and we overcome doubt. You hear me? Why? Because we are not, it's not our mind, but the mind of who? The mind of Christ. Christ was, there's no fear. There's no doubt in, in Christ. There is, and so we take on the mind of Christ. Scripture takes, talks about taking on the mind of Christ. And so when we are transformed, when our minds are transformed, we take on that mind of Christ. I seen, one of the first things I seen when I seen Pastor Rip this morning was his t-shirt. And of course I read it. I, I, I love reading, well most t-shirts or some out there. I've, but uh, a lot of times I'll find a really unique one. And that, that's really unique. And the first words, I, I, of course, I noticed was normal. Pastor Rip, I thought, I thought to myself, and I, forgive me, I hope this doesn't offend you, but I thought there's nothing normal about Pastor Rip. You know, he, he's, got, he's got that mind of Christ. You know, that, and that's, what, that's sincerely what I meant by that. You know, there's nothing normal about him. Let me tell you something. We as God's children, we're not supposed to feel and we're not supposed to look normal in this world. You hear me? If, you, if people look at you and go, well, he's just a normal kind of guy. You're doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong. The scripture says that we are to be a peculiar people. (laughs) And, yeah, yeah, she understands what I'm trying to say. Yet we are to, (laughs) we are to be, we're to be strange to this world. We are to confound the wise with our thinking. We're to have, we are to have people scratching their heads and go, how in the world can they go through what they're going through, but yet still have peace, still not be fearful, and still not doubt? 
How can they possibly do that? And it's because of Jesus and the renewing of the mind and how we have taken on the mind of Christ. There was an evangelist. Some of you would probably know if I mentioned his name. He preached a message one time. It was, it was is called My Crazy Friends or something like that. Or at least part of the message had something about his four crazy friends. And it had to do with the scripture where the men, you remember where the men go up on the roof, they can't get their friend in to see Jesus to get healed, and he has a palsy. And so they climb up on the roof and they tear the roof off and they drop drop their friend right down in front of Jesus. And Jesus heals them. And he said, it's by your faith, not by the man's faith, but by the faith of the friends that the man gets healed. He says, he says take up your, you know, take up your, uh, your bed and go home. You're healed. And, and the, this evangelist talks about these crazy friends that has the gall and has enough faith to go up and tear the roof off of this, not their house. It's the house of this man who let Jesus use this house to hold services and they go up and tear the roof off of the man's house and lower the friend down. And so after that, there was, there was a, a, a young lady and I, I forget she has some kind of disabling, uh, illness and she's, she's wheelchair bound and, and she, you know, it's very hard to understand her speak and, but after you get to know her, you, perfectly understand her mother feels like she has to interpret for her all the time but I, I understood her perfectly because you know we, we spent time together talking and visiting and the mother and and so she and her mother and I and they had somebody else that that was part and we always called each other our, our crazy friends see you stop and think about it we have to be a little bit and as the world is concerned a little bit crazy and when you talk about it scripturally, we got to lose our minds. Some of you are looking at me like, you are crazy. But the scripture right here tells us to lose our minds and take on the mind of Christ. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind and take it on the mind of Christ. So we are to lose our minds. And when we do that, there's going to be those that think, really truly think you lost your mind. And I don't mean for you to go out there and be, don't, don't go out there and, and I, I'm saying do these things for yourself and for your relationship with Christ. And see, as you do these things, as you re- reform and, and you transform your mind, as you, as you, uh, build this eternal and cultivate this eternal relationship with God, and as you build upon that, that true relationship and deeper relationship with Him, as I've already said, your faith is going to become deeper. And then you are truly able to walk in faith that is described and that is defined, that is, is, uh, in, in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. You want that kind of faith, you've got to have that relationship. You've got, you've got to love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. 
And all those bases have got to be covered, if you please. And as you walk in that, and as you... you in, People, I think, want to have that faith, but just continue walking the way they've always walked. Does that make sense? People want to just walk in the way they've always walked before they come to know Jesus, but yet they want to have faith to trust him. You don't trust somebody. You can't trust somebody you don't know. You, you, or you should, you know, at least that's what my mom always told me. <laughs> don't trust somebody, you know, with the important things of life that you don't know. Well, it doesn't get any more important than your your soul, your heart, your mind. It doesn't get any more important. So you can't trust someone and have a relationship with them and build a deeper relationship if you don't know them. So what I'm saying this morning is know him, walk with him, Love him, as the scripture says. And as you do that, it's not, you don't, so many people think you have to work for it. No, it's not by works. It's just as you do what I'm talking about, as you do that, this faith will just come. Does that make sense? It'll just be there. It'll, it'll just enter your, it, it, it is part of that relationship. It's that gift that comes with that relationship, if you please. So walk with him. Amen. Go ahead and come, musicians. And, and uh, I know she stepped out. You go ahead and come. And, uh, it, I want to have hope. And I want to have faith. And I want it to be pure faith. And in order to be pure faith, I've got to know I've got to know the giver of that faith. And I've got to have a relationship with him. Would you pray with me? Father, this morning we thank you for your word. Lord, it's nothing with, uh, of, of us. It's, you know, I, I can't give this hope. If I could, I would. I'd give out, I'd hand out this hope and this faith and all these things. I'd, I'd do it every day. But Lord, I don't have it. I don't have that ability. But Lord, you do. And I just pray this morning that through your word and through just our walk with you, that our walk and our relationship with you would draw stronger and that, Lord, our faith, by our relationships drawing far uh, stronger, our faith would grow as well. To wipe away all fear, doubt, and have hope remain. And Lord, I just, I thank you this morning. I pray that this word has found place in the hearts those that are here today and those that are online I just pray God that we would grow from your word today in Jesus name Lord I pray Amen Pastor Rip
Thank you, Pastor Leland. That was encouraging. Amen. I, I want to tag on to something that he said that I, I want to, uh, to ask this morning. Hope. We all have hope, but there might be some area, somebody here today struggling with hopeless in an area of your life. Not total, but just something that you've given up asking God for. He didn't forget. There can be something in your life that you you know God can do it. That's not the case. You just question whether He will or not. Is there a place in your life like that? Oh, you know He can. You've seen him do it in other people. You just don't think he will in yours. You know what that's called? Jesus had one word for that. It was called unbelief. That's that's not doubt. That's unbelief. Unbelief is a step into the area where you presume God's going to do this or that or not do this or that. That's presumption of the most holy one. That is why unbelief is so disastrous And the devil takes that and he begins to work hopelessness into it and begins to sow seeds of doubt along with that and you become entrapped in it. So can I just... Thank you for that word. Is there somebody here struggling with that? You don't have to, you know, every head bowed, every eye closed, come on up, we'll pray for you. Just right where you are. Right where you are, God can speak to you. There are certain things I can't pray for you about, and that's one of them. My hands are tied because that's something between you and the Lord that you have to let Him go and do. And just because He hasn't doesn't mean He won't. Be set free of that this morning. Renew hope in that. Confess to Him the sin of unbelief. And watch the joy it brings to the both of us. Is it okay if he doesn't do something in your life? Is it okay? That's really what this is about. God, is that good? Just release him. Release that situation back to him and say, Lord, oh, there's a scripture, I think it's in, in Micah, or maybe Nahum. It talks about whether there is no fruit on the vine, whether there's no rain from the sky, I will still bless the name of my Lord. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me, please? Lord, I want to thank you Brother Leland bringing that word this morning. I want to thank you, Lord, that you use that for your glory. And Lord, you give gifts to us. It's about you. It's it's more about who you are and how you love us. The good things that we have because of you. And Lord, I pray if there's anybody here 
that has an area of hopelessness. Lord, they may not look at it like that. Maybe they've just forgotten about it. But Lord, your word says, if we abide in the vine and the vine abides in us, if we abide in you and you abide in us, we can ask whatsoever we will and it will be done. Lord, we grab a hold of that this morning. And Lord, we ask God that you would apply once again that joy and hope in the midst of an unanswered prayer, in the midst of something that we, Lord, we have grown weary of asking you about. Lord, this morning, bring life to that. Bring life to it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. While you're in a place of prayer and your eyes are closed, just closing yourself in with Him. Are you saved? Have you been born again? It's easy to go through life reading Scripture, hearing a sermon here and there, putting something in the offering plate, and never asking Jesus into your heart and that you would live your life for Him and be born again. We must be born again. John 3, 3. We must. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody comes to the Father but by Him. John 14, 6. It's not about what we do in good works. It's about Him and His coming into your heart, into your life, and making it all brand new. This isn't something new that you're hearing, but it's something that the Lord is quickening me to say to you, today is the day of salvation. Give your heart to Him. Today. And know the great joy of laying aside the works of righteousness that are dead works. Dead works. Put away, repent of dead works. And receive Him as your blessed Savior. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I bless these people in Jesus' name. They go forth this week shining brighter than the sun, shining with you coming through them. Lord, in dark places, in sad places, in places of tragedy and hopelessness, I bless them to be your servants, to speak your word, to bring the Holy Spirit, to those that are hurting, those that are in need, those in this dark world, this impure world. Lord, in Jesus' name, we go forth ready to share your glory with others in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.